That's a good start. Isn't it, Chester? Might have to raise this up a little bit. She's talking about the microphone, listeners. Isn't that? Are you struggling to loosen it? Well, no, I've loosened it. It's just not right. moving upwards. What? You just pull it up. Well, you pull it up. <laughs> what are you trying to pull? That bit. I've right, so you've that. got to loosen it. Yeah, I have done. I haven't loosened it enough. There we go. How much do you want it up? <laughs> <laughs> about there, I think. <laughs> There we are. It's turning onto aeroplane mode. For ah, I haven't done that. Ooh. Well, you never know who might call in. It might, That's true. It might change everything. I, you know, there could suddenly be a guest who that wasn't planned, and then I suddenly will devise a quiz on the spur of the moment to play with them. And who knows the way the podcast is going to go? You shall find out the way the podcast is going to go very shortly, listeners. But first, a reflection on some of the things that happened <laughs> on last week's podcast. Last week on the David Eagle podcast. <laughs> you are joking. You joke, come on. No, I'm, Mort, I'm not classical composer, Mort. Excuse <laughs> You enjoying this, listeners? Why don't we play a bit of boys on and we'll come back. Shine brightly somewhere else and don't waste our time. Mort. Mort. Mozart. Now it's time for the only podcast to feature a musical quiz hosted by a parrot. Well, there might be others in fairness I haven't actually checked. It's the David Eagle Podcast. It's the David Eagle Podcast with me, David Eagle. And me, Ellie Skinner. Oh, it's getting slicker every single week, and that is probably why things are really progressing with the pace on the Young'uns Podcast. I, the Young'uns, the David Eagle Podcast. <laughs> Nothing's progressed with the Young'uns Podcast for a long time. For months, mate. Uh, but with the David Eagle Podcast, things are definitely progressing apace, because last week I announced that we had 100% five-star ratings based on uh, reviews of six yeah. people, Six people, my friends. Well, things have really progressed. You know, a week has elapsed. There's been more content. And and since that point, we've gained a new reviewer. Seven people, and we maintain our five-star record. (laughs) My goodness. Uh, We're also, uh, Ellie, an official celebrity endorsement as well, which is very exciting. In the past, we've had Miles Jupp. We've had Rufus Hound. But I'd like to think this is the most exciting celebrity endorsement that we've had yet, Ellie. You're going to be pretty pleased with this. uh, They called me up and said, I want to say a few things to galvanise people to listen to the podcast. I pressed record and he said the rest. Will you please listen? Please listen. Will you stop being whatever it is you're trying to be and just listen? There you go. I mean, it's clear, absolutely clear. I mean, we, we tr- of course, uh, Chairman Brian... Uh, <laughs> Brian... Fourth Parish Council. Brian... Uh, I don't think we're on the right side here, mate. What's he called? I don't know. Brian Tolver, uh. of course, of course, on the tip of everyone's <laughs> tongue. Chairman Brian Tolver. We, yes, I mean, I know Jacking Weaver is really the, the star of the show and what everyone wants, but she's too expensive. She <laughs> said she preferred the Young'uns podcast and, yeah. and she she didn't really want uh, to that, be involved to be with it. Uh, we should tell people uh, what's coming up. I got a comment a couple of days ago. Uh, for some reason, it landed in my spam folder. The website just treated it as spam, and I can't think why, because it was by someone who doesn't give their name, but yeah. they are a bachelor, a bachelor of accounting program at Telcom University. 
oh. telecom university or whatever it is. Some people apparently, uh, when it comes to their degrees, they just they just phone it in. Uh, <laughs> but uh, not this guy, I'm sure. This bachelor of accounting program. He does link to some weirdly. I think it must be an accident to some sort of porn site right. that he tries to link us to. So maybe that's why yeah. it was uh, it was viewed as spam. But I think that was maybe just an accidental thing that yeah. that he did there uh, because it's clear that it's a real comment because he's obviously listened to the podcast and he wants more because yeah. he simply says these two words what's next what's <laughs> next well it's, I'm glad that you asked Mr or Missy Mrs even whoever you might be women of course can be bachelor of account programming at telecom university just as much as men can can uh, men can men can was the website that he actually sent, <laughs> sent us a link to but what's next he asks uh, so he obviously wants to know what's coming up on the podcast yeah. well Ellie yeah. well it's a no guest special this week <laughs> on the podcast we did one a couple of weeks ago it was very popular it's back by popular demand we will not have a guest on this week's podcast I think people are still recovering from the joys of Alex yeah. and the parrot quiz it affords more opportunity for the two of us to talk to each other because we don't really have much of a, a chance to talk do we we're, we both in very busy no. lives I'm out the, the house all the time so uh, <laughs> it'll be nice to have a bit of a catch up Ellie yeah. uh, talking to catch up you'd have thought we would have exercised every single uh, conversational topic and we know more or less everything about each other by now bearing in mind we spent the last year together in lockdown however you came up with a bit of a revelation a couple of nights ago when you announced and I don't know how it came into conversation but you announced that you were very nearly in a film starring Nicole Kidman and Matt Lucas as well you were very nearly in this film we're going to hear the story <laughs> about that regular features return cassette room is back what will be on the mystery tape that Ellie picks from my big box this mm. week what's the time Mr Eagle returns what a dramatic one it, oh, was, it was last week well it doesn't get any less dramatic it doesn't get any more dramatic but it, doesn't get any... <laughs> no, it does I would <laughs> can say can you beat it I would say more drama to be had in what's the time Mr Eagle herbal tea of the week makes mm. a return third week for that feature and currently Chiang Mai Chai is top of the leaderboard but can no, it isn't is it not no, it's the Pukamacha chai. Oh, Pukamacha chai, <laughs> of course. Pukamacha chai. There's only two to choose Pukamacha chai, not Chiang Mai chai off the top. It sounds very odd, doesn't it? It sounds like uh, Chinese horse racing. Pukamacha chai, not Chiang Mai chai off the top spot. Last... No, it didn't. No, Pukamacha chai. Hang on. Pukamacha chai. Was what? the first one. Pukamacha chai. Pukamacha chai continues to be the reigning champion two weeks in a row, but can it make it for a third week? Find out in Herbal Tea of the Week. And let me just say these two words to you. Potato News. Now you're with us. Yeah. That's the name of our new feature, Potato News. Find out what that's pertaining to very oh. soon. It wasn't meant to be some <laughs> kind of pun, but it sounded, I thought it sounded pretty good. All that and more coming up on this week's David Eagle Podcast. Very good, Ellie. <laughs> very good. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's going to be a great show, everybody. I wasn't sleepy till I came upstairs. <laughs> Sadly, I've heard her say that many a time, business. Um, there's yes. additional potato news. What do you mean there's additional potato news? Well, there's we potato. Done. No, there's additional potato news that you don't know about. 
goodness. Nancy has made her first ever Hasselback potatoes. And That's Nancy Kerr, the yep. folk singer. I'm sure she won't mind us sharing this information. <laughs> she sent some pictures. They look lovely. Oh. And on TikTok recipes, I've found some accordion potatoes. Accordion potatoes? Yeah, so you have to score them in different ways and then they like stretch out and you can cook them. It looks like a lot of effort. So I mentioned that we've got a seventh review in, and I didn't realise that the person had actually written... They've written a proper review, haven't they, of yeah. the podcast? So maybe we should read that, and then there's something about this noise that they mentioned, because this noise... We've been informed by a commenter, Amore. So this noise is based on our midnight walk that we did in May and we heard some strange noises outside. We wanted to know what they were and Amore commented last week. We're still not sure if we said her name right, but bearing in mind she's up to May podcast last week. She probably hasn't caught up yet, so she won't hear this until August or something. We don't know if you're <laughs> saying your name right, Amore. So that's what this person will be alluding to. They reckoned it was a fox's mating call. Nats uh, will be mentioned in this review, which Ellie is going I'm to going read. To if you want to read a review, it. you can do that on the podcast app or iTunes or there's probably other places where you can do that as well. Jane says, very funny, eclectic, good ear for parrot song. Shocked you couldn't ID the fox's mating call, though. Similar appears on virtually every episode of Midsummer Murders ever. But the thing is with Midsummer <laughs> Murders, she suggests that I should know what it is because of Midsummer Murders. But surely in Midsummer Murders, they don't they don't have like foxes having sex and stuff, do they? I mean, <laughs> It's like afternoon programming. I don't know, this is, I don't know, know if John Nettles would be down with that. Yeah. Fair. I'm sure they <laughs> might have the noise to create spookiness, but then they don't have suddenly... And then that's followed by two foxes shagging for the next <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> well, I have to ask Mum, because she's got the box set of every episode ever made. Of made some of murders, I assume. I assume not, not than... fogs shagging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, shagging weekly. you never know. She lives in the countryside. It's amazing what you could get on Channel 5. <laughs> and the people who love it the most are the people who live in the countryside. And ironically, they couldn't get it for quite a long time because Channel 5 couldn't be got. We didn't have Channel 5. When it was launched, I had to go to my friend Fiona's house because she was up higher and we were down in the valley and we didn't get it for over a year. My goodness, think of all the quality programming that you missed. I think it was Keith Chagwin Naked was what? most of it, wasn't it? The first, it was like naked... <laughs> <laughs> naked jungle or something. What? Like one of the first... I'm not aware of this. It was naked karaoke or something. Right, I'm going to have to look it up. Channel 5. So the thing, you I gonna... mean, my search history because of the things that we look up for Because this of this podcast. podcast. And the, well, the weird thing is I was doing a school thing and that was done online. And it was really odd because I was in... Me and Sean were in Sheffield and these kids are in Cambridgeshire and we're doing these school things. So we're there, And they're all in their individual homes as well because of obviously because of lockdown. So we've got 25 children in different places in Cambridge me and Sean in Sheffield, I'm just speaking of 25 school children, we're singing a sea shanty, we're writing songs with them, I'm playing the accordion. But we were also, we showed them a couple of videos of us singing and a couple of other things. And to do that, we had to share our tab on Google Chrome. I was a bit worried because I thought, well, maybe they can see like bookmarks or search history. And it's not that I search for anything particularly dodgy, but think about this thing, some of the things that are covered on this podcast, Fox's baiting call, that kind of thing. I might search for all sorts of stuff. And I was just sort of like, as I was sharing the screen, I was just thinking, I really hope there's nothing dodgy <laughs> that we've been searching for. Because we did uh, animal penis facts, didn't we? we? Did, it was one of yeah. the quizzes a few weeks ago. So if I was just hoping that one of the kids didn't suddenly see elephant's penis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Keith so, Chagwin naked yeah, updates. So... 
<laughs> Channel 5 was launched in 1997 by the Spice Girls doing 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, a version of Manfred Mann's... Once I caught a fish alive. <laughs> well, they should have done that because then they had loads of fishing programmes. Naked Jungle started in 2000 because basically... Well, so hang on, so 5, five 4, 3, 2, 1 was Manfred Mann. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then the to... Spice Girls did 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 because so there were clever. five of them. So creative. And... I believe it was the first time we saw Victoria, then Brown, now Beckham. Adams, Victoria Adams, now Beckham, smiling on TV. I was going to say, I don't remember Victoria Beckham being brown. I think they would have made some interesting news if she'd have done that. It was Mel Brown, sorry. Naked Jungle was a programme presented by Keith Chegwin. It was a one-off television game show produced... uh, So it was one-off, but yet you remember it. it. Well, because it was a big deal at the time. It was a game show... What are you talking about here? With an assault... Keith Chegwin's big deal, you could see it all. (laughs) It was an assault course based on using the same uh, set as, like a, an assault. as a children's game show called Jungle Run, but it children's. was but it was the same you set. You can see his butt as well, oh, yeah. God. And you can see his set. Oh, there's no stopping me. <laughs> anyway. But instead of children playing this game, it was a bunch of nudists and Keith Chegwin <laughs> was nude hosting it, except he was wearing a hat. Where was the hat? So appar- I don't know. Apparently it was part of a season to mark the 50th anniversary of British naturism. Now, I, I have to say, I didn't know this is where the podcast was going. That's the thing. <laughs> no one minute we're talking about mating foxes and the next we're talking about Keith Chegwin. There's no knowing the way this podcast is going to go, my friends. And that yeah. is why our... A bachelor of accounting programming at Telecom University oh. and listens to this podcast and loves it. I have a dream that we'll get eight five-star ratings by this time next week. Apparently, in the kids' version, the competitors had to run around collecting bananas and then monkey statues. But in the naked jungle version, they had to get fig leaves. Ah, Because, very of course, good. they were naturists. But, yeah, Keith Chegwin was naked on it. Channel 5 was not a serious broadcaster earlier on. Not like it is opinion. now. The hive of journalists. <laughs> That it is the now. right stuff in the Jeremy Vine show now, isn't it? Oh, yeah, of course so, they could do it. Well, yeah. yeah. So that's not where they've, we're gone from, from. they've gone from fig leaves to vine. There we go. There we How go. How do we even get onto that? I've no idea. I'll tell you what, we'll have to listen to the podcast and find out. <laughs> that's the sound of a, a fox's mating call. Uh, we also heard this sound as well. Which Amore informed us was a female barn owl. And I did say, if anyone wants to agree or contest this, then feel free. Little did I know what was about to occur. We've got a message from Phil. It's a voice message, Ellie. Oh. Uh, Phil has done a little bit of research. He's provided us the website address so we can have a little look at this and we can have okay. a little listen for ourselves. He leaves the following message. And this is the, maybe the first time that, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe some listener-to-listener conflict is about to occur. I hope not, but you never know. Many times the podcast is flippant, it's glib, but when it comes to ornithology, you know, we take our journalism seriously. So this is a little voice message that Phil left in response to Amore's reckoning that this sound was a female barn owl. Hello, pretty boy. I sent now, I'm assuming <laughs> I'm assuming he's calling me pretty boy because you sung... Well, either because of the parrot thing, because last week we did a quiz hosted by a parrot, uh, or because of your little song, Who's a Lovely Boy, so I'm assuming Could that's... Be. Hello, pretty boy. I sent you the uh, link to Barn Owl Facts. Someone told you that you'd heard a female barn owl was... That was, of course, a moray. Out on a walk. Unless I've not read this 
website in enough detail, but there doesn't seem to be any distinction between male and female barn owl calls. There is a link where you can play barn owl calls. I think that other person may have been guessing when they said female barn owl rather than male, but we shall see. You can explore if you so wish. My goodness. I think that person may have been guessing. Amore, your credibility here. You have been has been called yeah, but you did not expect this. Well, I don't know. The trouble is I feel a bit bad because Amore is behind on the podcasts. She's still responding on podcasts that happened in May. By the time she gets this, all heck could have broken loose, Ellie. My goodness. And she won't know, she won't be able to defend herself. Not only am I maybe getting her name wrong, but she can't defend herself against these accusations. Well, I've done a little research. I mean, yeah. you can have a little look as well. I mean, it's, a look. it's the Barn Owl Trust, Ellie, okay. that he's looked at. From my reading, there doesn't seem to be much difference in the in the male and female call. The other thing as well is apparently the female call can be very similar to a young Barn Owl's call. So how is Amore knowing the difference between the female and the young persons? I'm going to play you the noises of the Barn Owls that I've collated from this website. I don't think, Ellie, it sounds anything like this. So this is the sound that Amore heard. This is the sound of the barn owls. That's a barn owl blowing up a balloon, that last one there. There you go, Ellie. That last one... I mean, that's quite a lot in headphones, mate. (laughs) That last one, Ellie... Sounds like you blowing your nose. There you go. <laughs> You've been going through my old comments on the website and oh. deleting, because you don't like the fact that I've got something like 20,000 spam 34, comments. 34,000 <laughs> comments waiting to either be deleted or approved. They're not going to be approved, the majority. Only no. a couple have slipped through the net of re- from real people. I've missed some really good ones, a couple of proposals. <laughs> if only I knew. It's too late now, though. Too there's... late now, Frederick. Alas, <laughs> Sebastian. There's a lot that just goes stuff like... This is a really interesting article. I wonder where you get your information from. We get it from Amore. <laughs> well, it gets but contested. Someone had written something on David Eagle's Pick and Mix, which is a DJ set. Yeah. One other thing is that a lot of digital cameras are available equipped with the zoom lens that allows more or less any of scene for being included through zooming in and out. Most of these changes in the aim length are generally reflected inside the viewfinder and on significant display screen on the back of your camera. That's what that person got from my DJ set. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad they got the hidden subtext. <laughs> it was about time that somebody did. Anyway, it'd be nice to get some real comments, so yeah. if you do want to do that, you can do that by at the David Eagle on the various social media platforms. You can comment directly on the website link where the podcast is, or you can comment via a review. Yeah. I mean, we haven't got a review from Amore yet, and I'm a little bit worried now that she's being contested. Maybe we're going to get our first one star from Amore, <laughs> where a, a big fan turns into an enemy of the podcast, all because of oh. Phil. My goodness. But the, the ornithology debate rages on, my friends. <laughs> Will it continue? Probably. Some people care to... Th- That's right, my friends. I know you were thinking <laughs> cassette roulette's next, but no, we like to mix things up on the podcast. It's time for What's the Time, Mr. Eagle? Some people get a thrill from deviant crime. I would rather play a game where I guess the time. I don't want to be embroiled in matters illegal I'd rather play a game of what's the time, Mr. Eagle? 
The jingles does not say all. <laughs> it's what's the time, Mr. Eagle? Three times over the week, Ellie will start recording, unbeknownst to me. She will then say, what's the time, Mr. Eagle? Wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, I will stop and I will try to answer her question as accurately as I can. In the past, I have been 34 minutes out, uh, but I've also been, as of last week, I got it spot on. I got it mm -hmm. bang on. I don't know, Ellie, if you have any statistics to hand. Last week you were... But I would like you, if you could, Ellie, to please read them. Last week you were 40... But not only do we want her to read them, not only do we want her to... Read them and understand them! Of course. <laughs> Thank you, Alec. There we go. We'll kick him off now. He's been waiting there for a long time. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't bring deers into it. We don't know what they... What do they sound like when they're mating? Anyway. Very brief synopsis of the, uh, the more salient points of the statistics, Ellie, if you can, in seven seconds. Last week you were 44 minutes out in total, including one guess of exactly the right time you were average of 14.66 minutes out and overall. that is the best so far can yeah. i beat that it's time to find out let's play for the fourth time what's the time mr eagle what's the time mr eagle let's go and visit david eagle in the bath <laughs> what's the time mr oh, eagle oh my goodness this is the first time this has happened in what's the time mr eagle history i'm in a bath at the moment having a bit of a soak uh just doing my a bit for the alcoholic community trying to take their mind off it what can i say uh this isn't going to be the fourth <laughs> off of the episode is it sir well let me just say i don't know how that rubber duck got up there my friends uh, it's nothing to do with me just, I just sat down and it just happened it was an accident and then he happened to walk in i think the time is 1.17. Oh, it's 1.13. Oh! oh. Going to leave you, you to uh, yeah. sort out whatever you're doing with that Get duck. Get that duck. Yeah. What's the time, Mr. Eagle? He doesn't know what time it is as far as I'm aware because he's busy doing some accordion practice. Time, Mr. Eagle. Oh, I was just doing some folk practice there. Some good old fashioned folk accordion practice. <laughs> Still in the bath, everybody. Just doing a bit of accordion practice. That was just the rubber duck I was squeezing. It's amazing what tune you can get from it, isn't it? Uh, then I'll move on to the accordion before I get out of the bath. Anyway, the time 16.32. Oh, David Eagle. What? It's 5.12. You're 40 minutes out. Oh, no. What's the time, Mr. Eagle? I don't know where David Eagle is because I've been cooking, but we're going to bring another What's the Time Mr. Eagle on him. So let's go and see what he's up to. Oh. Oh. <laughs> What's the time, Mr. Eagle? What's the time, Mr. Eagle? What the bloody hell are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to meditate. We've got I've a just, thing for the podcast, you tip. I've just achieved inner peace. Oh. I've been here for hours, or two hours, and I finally just achieved inner peace, and you've bloody buggered it up. Unbelievable. What do you want? What's the time, Mr. Time Eagle? is an illusion. That's one thing I realised about 90 minutes in. Time is an illusion. 8.32. 
No, it's eight twelve. But I don't care, Ellie. I have freed myself from such man-made constructs. Yeah. What's the time, Mr. Eagle? Well, I say I freed myself, and I don't care. But actually, when listening to that care, back, mate. I rue the day I got my head in my hands. And then I realised I should take my head out of my hands. It's not very good microphone technique. Mm. And that's the kind of professional you're dealing with. I just want to have my head in my hands. But I'm not going to. I'm going to be stoic for the podcast. Ellie, is that my worst one yet? Uh, not the worst. OK. So it's a total of... She's got the statistics. She's going to... Read them and understand them! Of course. <laughs> it's a total of 64 minutes out. Right. And an average of... Uh, on, 64 minutes? Wasn't that... The same as oh, I was 68 40. before, wasn't it? What? Yeah, 40, week wasn't it two. 68 was the first week, was I week believe. Was week two. Week two, right. Week one was... OK, right, let's just run over Read this. Read them and understand them! Week two, 68 minutes out. Right, I improved massively last week, but it's back. We're in the 60s again, 64. Yeah. And, uh, An average of 21 minutes, yeah. 33 seconds. So, not good at all. I'm thinking, Ellie, yeah. and I had mentioned that this could be a feature that runs for months and years. I've done a little bit of thinking about this, mm. Ellie. Of course, you know I think about long and hard about these things. And uh, that's why I do the meditation. Yeah. One of the things I thought is, to maybe to give it an extra bit of jeopardy, we need to put a time limit on what's the time, Mr. Eagle. Mm. So, we need maybe to do it best of ten. Because if the feature could just go on and on and on, over time, surely I'm going to improve. Whereas if there's a deadline, I might get to a point where my best is still 40-something and there's only two more to go and people are going, can he do it in the two or is it going to be... So I'm maybe thinking we continue doing this for another six weeks. <laughs> I think that's about right. OK. <laughs> six weeks and what's the time, Mr. Eagle? I think is probably about right. I'm sure you'll all agree, listeners. Six more weeks of what's the time, Mr. Eagle, to look forward to. Put your hand in my big box, pull out a cassette. We have no idea right now what's on it yet. But then we press play, we'll hear what we get. It's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette. The jingle says it all, Ellie. Mm -hmm. It's time to play cassette roulette. Ellie Skinner is going to go and retrieve the big box of tapes. She's then going to put her hand in the box. You might say, why doesn't she just go into the room where the box of tapes is and then just bring a cassette out? But in terms of sound and ambiance, creating a bit of a, a soundtrack here and an audio experience, it doesn't sound as good as she just went, oh, I've just gone into the other room, I've put my hand in the box, uh, put a tape out and this is it. So she's going to bring the box in, listeners, and here it is now. You'll be able to hear it in the background. She's coming into the room with the big, heavy box of tapes. Goodness knows what will be on the tape that she chooses this time. I mean, others might say, why not bring the box in before you start recording? Uh, they might a good do. question. I like, I think it builds a bit of extra drama. It's also a very small room that we're in. Okay, It's she's... not easy to fit in here with this massive box. <laughs> she's... <laughs> <laughs> I just have a feeling you're going to take all these things I say and do some weird mash-up at the end Christmas of the... Christmas special. Series. That's the sound of the tape. Yeah. Let's put it in the player. What's going to happen is I'm going to have a little listen to what's on the tape. Ellie will return to the room. I'll obviously stop the recording in that time. And then we shall reveal to Ellie what's on today's tape in Cassette Roulette. 
I mean, if anybody's interested, it's a TDK Ferric 90 tape. Oh, that's good. We should say the name yeah, of the tape. Maybe tapes. I'll take a photo of it. Oh, my so much for the Instagram, mate. It's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette. Well, we'll be able to work out where this is from. Ellie, Ellie's back in the room now. I've had a little listen to this tape. It's got a a couple of different things on. A few radio things, Ellie, Mm -hmm. and then a little clip of me. Sort of, I suppose, another continuation of me getting angry again with with technology. (laughs) First, it's time to head to BBC Radio 4 News, and we'll be able to work out when this is from. It's got to be from, uh, I'd say, 98, 99 or something, but we'll be able to uh, date it from the news story. A blast from the 70s as ABBA revival band Bjorn Again launched the 30th Glastonbury Festival. An eclectic mix of music from REM to the London Community Gospel Choir proves Glastonbury has grown from its 60s hippie roots into a thoroughly modern event. Right, I would dispute that. (laughs) I mean, there's lots to say that Glastonbury is a thoroughly modern event, but this is so Radio 4, isn't it? Because, like, if they're they're talking about why Glastonbury is modern, and their way of of picking that is to play Beyond again, (laughs) an ABBA tribute band, and then say they've got R.E.M. and a gospel choir. I wouldn't say that's your advert for modern. Anyway. Disc jockey Ali Hume says... Disc jockey... <laughs> I love the fact he's like, we need to do a report on Glastonbury and about how modern it is now. I hear there's an ABBA tribute band that'll be good to cover. REM, of course, they're down with the kids. Uh, gospel choir, or all the kids are listening to community gospel choirs. And why don't you get an interview with one of those disc jockeys as well? I hear they're quite, they know a lot about the modern sounds. 1999. There you go. So we've placed it at 1999. I mean, there might be a Maureen Phil disputing this now, I don't know, but excellent <laughs> I've just found the BBC News article from that year. The festival got a touch of glamour with US band Hole. Hole? Hole, fronted by Courtney Love wearing a pink bikini and a pair of fairy wings. The weather was still balmy after the sun went down with (laughs) REM thrilling the crowds with losing my religion and everybody hurts. I mean, they're not (laughs) thrilling the crowds. (laughs) You wouldn't use the word thrilling, maybe. And that's not me dissing REM. No, no. It's just when you think losing my religion and everybody hurts, you don't think thrilling, moving the crowd. Okay, so Saturday's highlights will include who do you think? Have a little guess. Who do you think? It's 2000. No, it's 1999. 1999. Great quiz. Excellent. Remind me never to have a no guest special again. Um, Oh, 1999. Ah, Manic Street Preachers. Yes. Yes. Who else? We've got four people. Uh, oh, God, when was Radiohead? No, it wouldn't be them with those. No. Blur? Nope. Manic Street Preachers, Underworld, Super Furry Animals and <sighs> Cast. Plus... Oh, I would not have thought of Cast. <laughs> wow. Uh, plus punk poet Patti Smith joining newcomers like Uberman in the oh, new band's Oh, I love Uberman. Tent. Uberman are brilliant. And then Skiffle legend Lonnie Donegan also plays in the acoustic tent. Oh, that would be excellent. Courtney Love. I mean, imagine if the two met. Lonnie Donegan and Courtney Love. Oh, my goodness. Imagine <laughs> if uh, imagine if they had a bit of a dalliance. <laughs> Amongst the more unusual sights on Friday was a karaoke tent featuring comedian... Now, who was it? I don't know. Uh, a guess. Eddie Izzard. No. Bill Bailey. No. OK, so it was Keith Allen and former Clash frontman Joe Strummer raising money for tree planting programmes... Vincent Bethel paraded Who? round. Who's Vincent I, Bethel? Well, I don't know. Oh, right. It's, like, it's just the way you said it, as if you knew. No, but it's... 
Vincent Another site. Who's Vincent Bethel, Amore? <laughs> I'm about to tell you. Uh, Vincent Bethel, who paraded around the site wearing nothing but Factor 15 sun cream. Was he trying to get on Channel 5 I or think something? he was. I, I think, think he was, he was bit... auditioning. OK, I've got a bit of a quiz for you now, Ellie. Oh, gosh. Okay. Got a bit of a quiz for you. Can you work out... I have taken this from Radio 1 News. Uh, so it's from 1999, remember? No researching here, Ellie, okay. on your phone. And uh, what I've done is every time the person's name is mentioned or anything to do with the person that would give it away, I have reversed. So see if you can work out who this person is talking about. The nation's favourite... ...has died. ...was 78. He'd been in hospital having treatment for a brain tumour. He became a TV favourite, constantly boring with his wartime tales. ...joined his orphans in 1984 and immediately endeared himself to the nation as the white bearded war ball. He was everybody wonderful. <laughs> His agent Sandy Ross Brown says the whole cast are saddened by Zuzzard's death as he was such a popular man. He was a father Christmas figure in a way wasn't he? I mean anybody with a white beard is rather lovable. Okay Ellie. Okay so he was 78 and 99. Mm. He joined something in the 80s. Yep. He had a white beard and used to bore people about the war. And there's a bit of a clue, a musical clue as well, which okay, I well, hope I think that you, you should, wouldn't get. I think you should replay. The nation's favourite... ...has died. ...was 78. He'd been in hospital having treatment... This is the musical clue started. ...has died. ...was 78. He'd been in hospital having treatment for a brain tumour. He became a TV favourite, constantly boring... ...with his wartime tales... Joined his orphans in 1984 and immediately endeared himself to the nation as the white bearded. Can you hear the music in the yeah, background? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just listening to whole clip to allow other people to have a guess. Okay, as well. let's leave it there. You've got it. Who is it? Oh, right. Was it Uncle Albert? It from was Buster. Buster Merrifield. Buster Merrifield. Uncle Albert in Only oh. Fools and Horses. So this is 1999. So I'd have been 14, and we're back to me doing some kind of weird radio thing again, but uh, not to anybody, just to myself. There's a bit of feedback going on, and rather than solving the feedback, I just choose to. I have a different method. I think of myself maybe as a, a feedback whisperer. Some people would say that feedback is a, an acoustic thing that you have to actually deal with by changing the electrical properties. You have to move away from the speaker or, or whatever. But I have a different way of dealing with feedback. Now, our sound engineers take note. Oh, dear me. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a little problem here. <laughs> you behave. <laughs> hey, hey. Stop. Stop. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Hey. Hey, hey, hey! Before you start, stop! Before you start, and start it! It's like, I'm, it's like I'm talking, it's like I'm trying to train a dog! Stop! Hey! 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 <laughs> I'm the feedback whisperer, so there's any sound people listening, that's the way to deal with feedback, my friends. Hey! 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 hey I do hey, that with you! That. If I'm really annoyed with you, don't I? It's a similar technique. <laughs> Listen! 
Okay, I take charge. Read the standing orders. Read them and understand them. So, a few nights ago, Ellie, there was a bit of a revelation, wasn't there? Yeah. Uh, but let's not talk about that. Let's talk about <laughs> instead, because that's a bit personal. Let's do, I'll go and see the doctors about that uh, once <laughs> really this COVID thing dies down. But let's talk instead about that. I don't know how it came up. Do you remember how it came up in conversation? I really when, can't. When you suddenly announced that you were nearly in a film starring Nicole Kidman and yeah. Matt Lucas. How long ago was this? And, and tell us more. Because I, I stopped you. I said, don't tell me anymore right now. We're Bit waiting. Right now. <laughs> I went, hey, 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 stop, stop before you start. Yeah. Is what I said. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Been a catchphrase of mine since 14. <laughs> but I didn't want to hear anything. I wanted you to tell me this on the podcast. So, I mean, tell me all. When I first moved to Sheffield. So, when was this? Well, this was in 2015. So, I'd been here about a year and I was working at a pop up theatre called Theatre Delhi, and we used to get loads of uh, people in putting up flyers looking for actors or looking for artists to work on their shows and somebody would come in with a flyer for a film it was going to be based on a Neil Gaiman short story and I really like Neil Gaiman so I thought oh this is interesting I'd been an extra before so oh had you been an extra in, in the film Goal uh, oh, yeah, when I lived course. in Newcastle I had to sit in St James's Park and pretend to watch a football match that wasn't happening and Anna Friel walked in front of me was she meant to? Yeah. Or did that ruin the shot? <laughs> so, oh, right, bloody no. hell, Anna, you've Anna. done it again. You're not even in this film. Come well, on. We're just looking at Ellie. <laughs> so it was going to be a film that was set in the 70s or 80s, I think. It was going to have a lot of punks and hippies and people in. And at that time, I had blue hair and I had the piercings I've got at the moment. I've got my nose pierced, I've got my lip pierced. And so I thought, well, actually, I probably could fit in in the background. And they were filming it in Sheffield. And I thought, well, it's extra work and it might be quite fun. So I sent off my application you had to send a picture of yourself about two days later I got a phone call from an unknown number and it was the casting director from this film saying that the director had seen my picture and thought I might be perfect for a speaking part which kind of surprised me a little bit but that's weird because they obviously hadn't heard you speak so they'd just seen your picture and went I bet you this one can talk (laughs) and and he said look it's really late notice I know but we need you to make a self tape of yourself just saying hi my I've always found self-tapes are better when they're of yourself. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it would be the the last line of the entire film. Wow. Um, and the main character is going to walk into a record shop. You would be the person behind the till and you just say, hi, my name's Polly. And that's all we need to, to do. I was like, OK, do I need to know anything about else about this? Because you wanted to get into the mindset of Polly. <laughs> when it comes to this, it's yeah. like before a podcast. I say you're going to do the podcast, yeah. just, we'll just play it, we'll just play it loose. Yeah. And you insist, script me. I yeah. want everything scripted. And then you'll just, you'll the come to me. blowing everything. You'll come to me the more of the morning and yeah. you'll say, look, David, what did you mean when you said, say this particular bit? When you yeah. when I'm blowing my nose, am I? what am I trying to evoke? And I yeah. say, oh, I'm just, just, you're just blowing your nose as if you've got a and you think, does it mean anything? What's the subtext? And and I admire that about you, Ellie. Thanks, uh, I'm really committed to my craft that isn't actually my craft. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I wanted to know a little bit more and he said, oh, well, she's about 16 years old. And I said, you do know I'm 30, don't you? And he was like, oh, no, it seems fine. It looks like you can play younger. I was like, okay. And he said, and I was like, so, <laughs> I know. And I said, maybe I'll put the photo on Instagram of the one that I sent in. Yeah, he said, oh, you just got to say the line. I was like, okay, can you just repeat it for me? Because I couldn't tell, because the line was a bit crackly, if he was saying Polly or Holly. What I loved about that is if you said, I want to get into the mindset of the character <laughs> and all of this, and then this person's going, well, yeah, she clearly's taking this great. Maybe in the future we can do more work with her. You know, she's only got one line at the moment, and then she, the director gets it, and you 
I've got the name wrong. You all you gotta say is my name's <laughs> Bonnie. Nine. My name's Holly. She's <laughs> I'd sent it off and I waited a few days and I thought, well, this would be quite cool. And I heard nothing and I didn't oh. even get to be an extra. But oh. it was just so and weird. That, the that, irony, because yeah. you would have been absolutely fine being an extra. Yeah. You would have applied only to be an extra. Yeah. He then went, oh, we want you to do a speaking part. You did that and you didn't even get the job no. to be an extra after Isn't, all of that. Yeah, it, it was released in 2017 and it was not really. Have you a seen success. the film? No, it wasn't we'll a success because it. you weren't in it, you see. How different things could have been. You haven't seen it? No. Who played your character? That's what we need to know. Okay, so I did look that up. Let's have a look at IMDb, Internet Movie Database. Chat amongst yourself, David, or just. Amongst yourselves, listeners. I'm Orion Phil. You just try and get on. <laughs> yeah, so it was called How to Talk to Girls at Parties. Jodie O'Neill. Um, Jodie O'Neill, right. And it looks like this was maybe her only film credit as well. Could we have been should mine. Track her down. Let's see if we can get her on the podcast. <laughs> Imagine how terrible it would be, Ellie. Yeah. If I got her on the podcast, we'd get on so well. I start saying, Oh, we're not going to do a podcast this week, Ellie, actually. Yeah. And you believe me, and it's just me and Geordie doing a podcast. I've muscled you out of that, and Geordie's got in again and thwarted you again, and then maybe we have an affair. This could be absolutely terrible, Ellie. So um, the description... Uh, she's not taken out seriously, I'm, I'm listeners. I'm not, because... Geordie, uh, if you're you listening, dinner. she doesn't take it seriously. We'll get away <laughs> with it. The description on IMDb is an alien tour in the galaxy breaks away from her group and meets two young inhabitants of the most dangerous place in the universe, the London suburb of Croydon. He didn't tell me to do a London accent. Well, do we not have your, the video of you doing it anywhere, oh, I don't do we? I think so, no. Well, let's we'll all let you know now, Ellie, in case the director is listening, we should hear how you would have said it. So, here we go. Hi, my name's Polly. So there you go. I'm sure if the director's we'll listening, see. he's we'll ruining the day now. But I think we should try and track down Geordie Hall. we we'll get her is on it the not podcast. Like Jodie O'Neill or something. What? I don't think. Was it? Hall? You said Jodie Hall. I just thought you just told me it was Jodie Hall. I can't. Well, no, I said her name was because you Why said have it I was got Ju- Hall oh, in my head know. then? I'm gonna have to go back. We have to go back and have a look. She's never gonna. <laughs> <laughs> If she's searching, she probably still Google. She's probably like really egotistical. She probably just Google searches herself all the time. No one's Google for me again. Oh, it's never been the same since 2017. <laughs> I thought this is going to be the making of me. And all of a sudden, she's going to get this thing going. Some people are very interested in you in Sheffield. Jodie O'Neill. Jodie O'Neill. And the next person credited on IMDb is, is Ellie J- Skinner. <laughs> How weird. No, there's some great names. There's James Puddlefat. <laughs> Oh, puddy fat, not no well, else. Even puddy fat. so, it's brilliant. There's we should Bru- get James puddy fat on there. Puddy fat. Uh, Bruno Aleph Wizard. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Are these not the character names? No, no, these are the, the actors' names. <laughs> like, and who are the characters? The characters are probably like so, John, John yeah, Smith, yeah. John, uh, uh, Jake Puddy Fat's playing James, John Smith. James Puddy Fat <laughs> playing Malcolm. <laughs> really? Br- yeah. Piombino as Randy, a yellow colony. Yeah, I think. Oh, I think Terrible. Maybe if you've got a yellow colony in your Randy, but no one's going to go anywhere near if you've got a yellow colony. Uh, we're going to track her down, Ellie. Okay. We're going to track her down. That, my friends, is the story of how Ellie was very nearly in a Hollywood film. <laughs> This is a feature inspired by another Christmas present that we got. Yep. Uh, which was, Ellie, got by your sister. Yep. And it was? 
a set of three potato sacks so that you can grow potatoes indoors. Never grown potatoes before, my friends, so we'll see what happens. But we're going to keep you updated every step of the way. And so it's time for our new feature... Potato news. Potato, 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 News. Okay, that's the feature. Next time we do that, Ellie, you can do the the news with me as well. Okay. I thought you were going to say I could sing it because I don't think I can. Well, it's quite a difficult one. But that's from Cheryl Wheeler, the folk singer, the American folk singer Cheryl Wheeler. How did we come across that song, Dave Deagle? I think we came across that song because I just shouted at Google, play the potato song. Not because I knew there was a potato song, just because we were cooking potatoes at the time and I thought, I wonder if there's a potato song. We had done it previously with other vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very enjoyable because it's a challenge. The idea is to just sing the word potato to the... Um, oh, what's the thing? Mexican hat Mexican, song. Yeah. So, but, well, you've heard it. You don't need me to do it. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> potato news. Potato, potato, potato. Here we go. News. The next thing for us to do will be to buy potato seeds, which hopefully Ellie will manage to get to a shop that sells potato seeds... And by next week, we will have potato seeds. We would also need to get some sort of compost or soil in which to grow the potatoes. So that's currently where we're at. But next yeah. week, there will be progress, my friends, yeah. in our new feature. Potato, 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 News. That's potato news taken care of. Um... Uh, It's a grower, but will the potatoes be? Uh, That's what we'll find out as the podcast goes on. Some folks like plenty, others like tea herbally, but this is the feature that reviews herbal tea verbally. We'll give it a smell, we'll give it a drink, and then we will tell you what we think. Tea is the subject on which we will speak in our exciting feature. Herbal Tea of the Week. From potatoes, we effortlessly move to herbal tea. How many podcasts will be seeing that? I very much doubt there are many, and that's why we've got seven five-star rated reviews. We're in the kitchen right now. We shall be reviewing the tea on taste, smell, and packaging description. How alluring the description is for the tea. We'll be doing those out of ten. We'll be adding them up to give us our tea total. Currently, as I made abundantly clear at the start of the podcast, on the leaderboard, is Pukka Matcha Chai. I don't think anyone is in any doubt about that. Uh, That's two weeks in a row so far. Can it make it for a third week as reigning champion tea? Let's find out. Ellie Skinner, what is this week's Herbal Tea of the Week? Well, this week is one that I gave to you to do on a young'uns podcast, Herbal Tea of the Week, quite a while ago, and you had so much fun doing that podcast, you never reviewed the tea. You ran out Ah, of time. Whereas this time, we we haven't had... Enough fun. So we've got loads of time. So what is it then? It is Birdhouse Tea Company Aztec Chai. Birdhouse is a local company from Sheffield. I'm sure you'll be hearing a lot from them over the course of Herbal Tea of the Week. Give us the description of the tea. 
Okay, so it says, a wonderful pairing of sweet and heat, inspired mm. by the ancient Aztecs, an authentic blend of cacao, vanilla and spices. Black tea, cacao shells, vanilla pieces, cinnamon, chilli flakes and sunflower petals. I like the description of that. Unfortunately, my mind started to wander when you said Aztecs and maybe <laughs> wrongly I started thinking of rather violent things. So that kind of inspired by the Aztecs. Sacrificing to the sun. Exactly. Um, with the pucker matcha they had quite a description of their brand identity and there's mm. a bit of that here for birdhouse okay well, we won't obviously be able to read this every time we do a birdhouse no 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 so tea. if we so cover this now cover it now and i'll try and bear that in mind every single yeah. time we review a birdhouse tea Come i think on. the listeners know that my memory is wonderful i think i've already yes. proved that at the start of the podcast remembering the herbal yes. tea champion we are an independent company and pride ourselves on offering only the highest quality teas and blends for you to enjoy we believe tea leaves should be kept as whole as possible with space to swoop and glide to release all of their flavour and goodness, Ooh. not chopped into tiny pieces Ooh. and trapped inside a dull tea bag. Yes. While some of our it. teas are happiest flying solo, others like to flock together and have been carefully blended with quality herbs and spices for extra health and happiness. And they are all hand-blended in Sheffield. I tools. love that description. Let's give it a nine. I'm going for nine for description. Ellie, what's yeah. your thought? I'm going for an eight. You're going for an eight? Yeah. Okay, add those together, you get 17. So it's 17 for description. How does that compare to other teas? It's a strong start. T2 Chiang Mai Chai got a description of 12 and Pukka Matcha Chai got 16. So So it's in the the lead lead. so far. Aztec Chai from Birdhouse is in the lead. So this is a water tea. You've just been, you've boiled the kettle, you've poured it over the tea leaves. Yeah, we've got um, the loose leaf teapot that we're using again. And it is a black tea, so we could have it black first and then add a bit of oat milk if you want. Let's do that. There's no suggestions. We did that last time, so it's ready to sniff. Okay. Oh, my goodness. That's my favourite one so far, I think, for smell. It's either an eight or a nine again. Oh. Ah, Let me just take one final smell. I'm going to give it a nine. Okay. Can you describe a bit of what you're smelling? It's almost creamy, even though we haven't added any milk. I think that might be the vanilla. Yeah, a vanilla, there's cream. It's just a lovely, sweet smell. Not overpowering, just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I'm giving it a nine for smell. What are you giving it? I'm giving it an eight again. Just going Um, for eights again. So it's another 17. But has that put them on top of the smell leaderboard? Ellie, please, the stats. Chiang Mai Chai are in second place with 15. But Pukka Matcha and Birdhouse Aztec Chai are in joint first with 17. I'm going to give it a taste now. So this is the black tea taste. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, you can definitely taste the chili. There's spice, there's chili. I think that's going to be lovely when yeah. oat milk is added, but there's a real lovely kick to it. Maybe bordering on slightly aggressive because you can really taste that. Lovely one maybe to sip in the winter, perhaps. Yeah. I think I would prefer it with oat milk to weather some of that spiciness because when I'm having a tea, I don't really want it to be a curry in a cup, <laughs> um, which maybe that is slightly bordering upon. And so we must see if oat milk... In the past, oat milk has elevated, I believe, both teas up a point by adding oat milk my goodness me it's a lovely tea 
As expected, it's weathered that taste. It's mellowed it out. So there's still quite, for me... There's still a chilliness, there's isn't a, there? There's still a strength of chilli, mm. but I can taste the, the cinnamon and the vanilla more. I'm going to go for an eight. All right, I'm going to go for a seven. There's a little thing at the back of the throat, maybe, and maybe that's because we had it black before. If yeah. I just had it with oat, then maybe that wouldn't have happened. However, I think that's still an excellent score. Ellie gives it an eight. I give it some. So that takes us to 15. That means, overall, it's got 49 points. 49. Total. T-total of 49, which presumably puts it us in the Number lead. Number one currently, yeah. It puts it in the lead. <laughs> Pucha Macha Chai, Pucha Macha Chai has been knocked off the top spot it rained for two weeks but in week three our herbal tea of the week our new champion is birdhouse as <laughs> Uh, yes, Birdhouse has take chai, which officially makes it... Thank you as ever, Binny, for welcoming another tea into the Herbal Tea Hall of Fame. We'll have another one of those next week, as well as What's the Time, Mr. Eagle, Cassette Roulette, and who knows, maybe an interview with Geordie O'Neill, or whatever she was called. I have to try and remember her name. <laughs> Otherwise, that could be really awkward. We'll get somebody else. We're going to end with a, a final song actually and it's from last week's guest Alex Alex coming because because he got in touch with us asking what's the time Mr Eagle he recorded loads of tapes when he was a kid so cassette yeah. roulette really resonated with him I then just jokingly said next you'll be telling me you've got a story in which you won some sort of herbal tea aficionado competition he had he'd written a song <laughs> called Celestial Tea which had then won him a year's supply of herbal tea and he'd won this entire competition and was on national public radio in America all about it after the podcast I thought we should should really have played that song. So we're going to end with some of that. Uh, Alex's celestial tea song. It's really good with his band, The Teacups, unaccompanied singing. You could call it maybe a tea shanty. We're going to end with a little bit of that. But before we do, a little reminder that I have some gigs live to your living room. I'm doing 90 minutes of singing and <laughs> comedy and stories and stuff. That'll be on February the 20th on a Saturday starting at 8pm. You can find out more information at live to your living room or just Google or use any search engine of your choice live to your living room David Eagle I'm also gigging with Booby Graffle tickets are on sale for that as well that's February the 22nd you can leave a review and get in touch you know, with the show because it, your comments matter we read them out and then we'll exactly. pit listener against listener someone will disagree we'll pit and before you know it you're thinking you're making a nice little comment on a podcast and before you know it someone contests that and a bloody battle ensues so we're going to end with this song from Alex I think we We've covered everything. I think it's the... Will you uh, stop talking? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, we'll stop talking. Brian <laughs> Tolver, or whatever he's called, has spoken. So we must end there. So thank you very much for listening. From me, David Eagle. And me, Ellie Skinner. See you next week for... The, <laughs> the David Eagle podcast. Bye. Is that rightfully said? Uh, bye. Uh, do you want to do that? No, it's on. you stop talking? All right, Brian, we're going. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Black tea, white tea, green tea, fruit tea, rooibos as well. Just so many flavours, it is so hard to tell. Do you have honey and ginger masala chai, or just build as best? Or, or caramel, peppermint, lap, 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 lap,
best. Oh, drink it in the morning and the afternoon, and drink it in the evening by the light of the moon. Oh, get that teapot ready, and you will see you cannot go wrong with a cup of celestial tea. Oh, drink it in the morning and the afternoon, and drink it in the evening by the light of the moon. Oh, get that teapot ready, and you will see you cannot go wrong with a cup to lift your spirits up, up and up. You cannot go wrong with a cup of celestial tea.